0: Good morning, everyone. Come on, let's thank our worship team today. We can do better than that. Let's thank God for all they bring to us and everybody else today. How is everyone today? You okay? Down in the stalls, the cheap seats, everybody good? Amen. Okay, just a reminder about next week's Family Fun Day. You you need to be there. Um, We've got a rodeo, and uh, it's going to be a competition between Ryan and Pastor Lee. Uh, both of them, we're going to have a prize for who can keep on there the longest. I'm going to work the control, so I'm not going to have a go. But um, you've got to come. Also, on that t- day, not only are we going to try Pastor Ryan's uh, rice, we're going to be praying for Ryan, Amy and the family as they go to Pastor the beast in Church. The Elam Church near Nottingham, so we want to be there and support them and lay hands upon them and encourage them as they go and do a great job uh, in that part of the world. So please, if you uh, are available next week, come and join us. There'll be some food, some fun, and we will have some fellowship. It'll be great to see many of us that we've not seen for a long time now, obviously in the context of COVID. So you'll still need to bring your mask. So please do that. And uh, it's a nice day; we can go outside. So then you can you know, just to uh, have some time with some people that I've not seen for ages. So please, next week, come and do that. Someone told me it was a year today that we started our meetings here. Is that right? Yeah. A year today. Doesn't time fly? That uh, Not only did we plan, but obviously we got delayed through COVID, but then we started to meet. And so thank you for everyone that's made that possible. So the title of my message today, I want to carry on from what Pastor Linda um, preached last week. But it's a different um, story and uh, a different person where Jesus meets this man and actually brings healing to him. And not only that gives him hope and forgives him of all his sins. The title of my message is called Carry a Corner. Carry a Corner. Luke 5, 21. If you've got your Bible, please turn with it. If you're on your phone or wherever it is or on the screen, you can watch. And online if you're with us today. God bless you today. Just get into the Word of God. Luke 5, 21. Let me read the the, the story to us. One day, Jesus was teaching, and the Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had to come from every village of Galilee and from Judah and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man, On a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your heart? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. Immediately the man stood up in front of them, took what he had been laying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. You know, it's, I want to encourage you to get into the Word of God, to read the Bible for yourself. You know, I've, been, I've read this story over and over again over many years, and as I was looking at this again, not even this morning, just reading over this passage, there are so many things that can come to you that you never saw before, and I want to try and bring some of those things to you, but the main focus of this message is, is I want to encourage you to, to carry a corner. You know, and you'll understand what I mean by the end of the message, hopefully. But I want you to know that when Linda preached last weekend, when Pastor Mike from Luton preached the week before, he talked about they talked about two encounters with Jesus. It's where Jesus turned up with the Apostle Paul. He was then a man that was accusing the church and persecuting the church. And Jesus just showed up out of nowhere, knocked him off his horse, and an experience with God changed his life. And from that moment, the Apostle Paul begin to um, not only uh, try and kill a church, but then change to actually be willing to die for the church. What what an encounter with Jesus, how he can change people's lives. The worst of sinners, the Apostle Paul would say about himself, that that the grace of God appeared to him. And have a guess what? The Apostle Paul wasn't even asking for that to happen. Jesus took the initiative and showed up in this man's life. And when you read the story that Linda brought to us in John 5, where this other man was um, an invalid for 38 years, he wasn't either asking for God either. He was actually a pool of superstition, of of hoping that he would get healed. But then Jesus walks into a room and goes to him and begins to say, do you want to get well? You know, the man never asked him. The man didn't even believe who he was or knew who he was. But yet Jesus took the initiative and went to this man and healed him. I want to say to you today that in those stories we know that people have problems and issues and this man ended up taking up his mat and going home. The thing that he was hindering him now he became master of and I want to say today in life and, in, and, and as we go through this world even with God in our lives we will still face hardship and suffering It may be today or online that you've come to church and you know the Lord, but you're still carrying stuff in your life. You're carrying burdens and worries and fears and illness and pain and unforgiveness and grief or shame and guilt or failure or disappointment. And the list can go on and on and on. Because as a follower of Christ, there will be always seasons and times in your life where you will need to carry some things. It's not always that Jesus will turn up instantly and remove you of the burdens and the breakthroughs instantly in your life. And sometimes you can believe a theology like that only to be disappointed that God doesn't always turn up on your schedule at your time and remove all your troubles and sorrows. And so I want to say to you and suggest to you that I, the reason why that happens is that that not everything will happen on this side of eternity? Everything will be all cool, and everybody will be healed, and there'll be no more tears. Only when Jesus returns. But until then, there will there will be there will be God's moving and power, but not in its totality, because there'll be no more pain when Jesus comes back. But while that while we're still waiting for His return, we will still walk in pain. But yet, Jesus will at, at times heal people and deliver people and have instant. Um, deliverance for many of us and we can give testimony to that in my conversion. It was an instant change but I know for many other people it was a journey of a a walk trying to seek God and understand him before they realised that he was their saviour. And I want to try and help you today that there are some times that Jesus will walk to you and you don't even know where it's come from and heal you but there is some times in our life that we will need to walk to Jesus. In this story this man didn't know who Jesus was and Jesus didn't know who he was and the only way that he was going to get forgiven of his sins and healed of his sickness is that somebody would take a corner and take him to Jesus so the two ends of the of the two sides of the coin in our walk with God sometimes God will do with the instant and the other times that God will use the body of Christ to help you in the process of your hardship And you're suffering because God still uses the church. We become his hands and his feet. I've always discovered that if we just believe that it's going to be an instant thing, we're going to get disappointed. And many of you are carrying stuff in your life and somehow God has not taken it from you, your sickness, your burden. But let me tell you something, God hasn't left you alone. He's given you the church other believers to come alongside you and help carry you through till we get to the other side. Not every one of you will be healed until Jesus comes back, but some of you will. Can I answer that? I have no idea. But I do know that one day there will be a stop to all sickness, there will be a stop to all tears, it will be a stop to all burdens. And when Jesus comes back, he's going to make all things new and we'll have a new body. Say amen. But until then, we still believe God for the instant. We still believe God for the miracles and the signs and the wonders. And if they don't turn up, then we as the church become the sign and the wonder. And we get alongside people and we carry them and help them to keep their faith in Jesus. And we begin to care and share and do what we can and use the gifts that God's given us to help people and help them take them to Jesus. Our meeting today in this church, our gathering today is for one purpose, is to help you online and you in here to get closer to Jesus. Everything that we do, we must be able to help carry the purpose of God because, you know, we need to help people connect with him. Galatians says in chapter 6 verse 2, carry each of us burdens and this is the way you will fill the law of Christ. The reason why God doesn't always do everything we ask in our prayers and always doesn't make you leave church totally healed and delivered and set free every single week is because if that happened, he wouldn't need the church. He wouldn't need your gifts. He wouldn't need your time. He wouldn't need your talent. He wouldn't need your prayers. And somehow in God's wisdom and, and that, he's allowed us that wherever there's a need, he's given the church the opportunity to reach people's needs. If, if God did that every time we come together, every time you prayed every day, then you wouldn't, God would never give you a gift to serve the body of Christ. You would not be needed. The only reason that God has given you a gift is because there's going to be needs. Come on, say amen. amen. As long as we're on this side of eternity, there's going to be needs. And because there's needs, then we are needed. God wouldn't need pastors, teachers, evangelists. He wouldn't need anybody at all if there wasn't any needs to be met. If God was going to do it all instantly, then we would no longer be needed. But God needs us to help the needs of our world and he needs the body of Christ to take a corner. Whatever that gift and ability, whatever it is in your life that you need to take hold of, you need to take a corner. And sometimes in church life, we say, you know, oh, well, I'm not spiritual if I have to keep asking for help. Does it mean I've got no faith if I always, you know, I ask God for stuff and nothing changes. Does that mean that God doesn't answer my faith or have I got no faith? And there's some teaching uh, that, that's not actually helpful when people say you, you've not been healed because you've got no faith. Well, I want to encourage you today, if you haven't got any, I've got enough for you today. If you're feeling down today and you're thinking, you know, I don't know whether God's going to answer my prayer. Well, I'll tell you, there's enough people around you has got enough faith to help your faith to get you to Jesus today. Because too many Christians leave with condemnation that it's all about their faith. But let me tell you, when these guys picked this guy up, it was about all the collective faith where God healed this one man. The Bible says he saw their faith. When, when, who does that mean? Just the guys that were carrying him? No, let me tell you something. The guy on the mat had as much faith as those that were carrying him through the roof. Because let me tell you, if you put me on a stretcher and you're going to tell me you're going to take me right to the top of there on a ladder, i will be going, I'm not sure if you're gonna, I'm going to make it. So I've got to have faith in you to help me get through that roof, amen? Not only that, I'm going to ask you, where are you taking me and who are you taking me to? And they're going to say, well, we're going to take you to a man that heals people. And we've got a good chance. If I get you to his feet, you could leave differently. He had as much faith as the guys that were carrying him for the roof. So I want to say to you today, do not allow the lie of the enemy or any sort of false teacher to tell you that you haven't got enough faith because there's enough people in this place to help you get to where you need to be. Come on, say amen. I want to tell you something as a minister, you know, in in times like with me and Linda, that sometimes I wake up and I haven't got any faith. I don't know, I'm thinking, what on earth are we going to do? And it's it's okay. It's it's amazing the grace of God that that Linda will somehow be so strong on that day in Jesus. And then there'll be days when she feels a little down. I think, guess what? I'll be so strong in that day for Jesus because His grace is efficient for everything we need in our lives. And so when I lack, there'll be somebody around me that will help me get to where I need to be. And so that's why we need each other. That's why we need to carry a corner because without each other, we're not going to make it through. It's not about just you and God. If that was the case, you wouldn't need anybody else and you could not fulfill a second command. It can't be just you and God because if it's you and God, you can't love one another. God hasn't made it just for you and God. God's made it for you and God and you and others. And that's why we need to take corner. Jesus saw their faith. I love that. Corporate faith healed one person. I'm going to say to you today, you're feeling discouraged. We're with you today. We're standing with you. There's somebody at the left and somebody at the right. Somebody behind you has got enough faith to help you to get you to Jesus. How are we going to do that? How are we going to help people to Jesus? How are we going to help carry people to Jesus? So there's three simple ways that I want to just give you some practicalities. First of all, you can pray for people. You can pray. You know, me say, well, you know, I haven't got much energy anymore. I'm getting too old to, to be able to move about as I used to. You can still pray. I'll tell you, the Apostle Paul realised that he was such a, an apostle of God, saw signs and wonders, but he knew that he needed people to pray for him. In 2 Corinthians 1, it says this, He has delivered us from such deadly peril. How did he do that? How did God deliver him? And he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. How is he going to do that? As you help us by your prayers. See how God uses the church to help us get through stuff. It's not just the instant because God wants us to be needed. There are many then many will give thanks on our behalf for the glorious favour granted us in our answer to the prayers of many. Your prayers are so important for us. Your prayers are needed in the life of this church. Pray for your leaders, pray for us, pray for each other. You know the power in prayer and we need to begin to up our prayer as we move forward as a church. Because there is an enemy that doesn't want us to advance. Doesn't want to see people saved. Doesn't want us to see helping us get people to the feet of Jesus. Because that's the thing he hates. And we exist to help people get to Jesus. We exist as a church to help carry what we can to get people to Jesus. Not about our church name. It's about Jesus. Because nobody else can help them like he can and so I want to encourage you by praying for one another. Let's begin to, to get more involved in prayer in our private uh, closets. Begin to pray for the church in the morning if you can. If you're at home, just begin to set 10, 15 minutes to say, Lord, will you bless our meeting together today? Will you just encourage the people that's coming? Will you begin to, to raise up an army of prayer warriors all over our church and online? you begin to, to take it into your diary to pray for your leaders every day? We need your prayers. If Jesus needed his disciples to pray for him, how can we say we don't need anyone praying for us? He goes to the disciples, he says, can you not pray for one hour? When I need you the most, when I'm sweating drops of blood, you couldn't even keep awake to pray for me. And I'm saying to you that you can be useful for God if you've got a gift of intercession, then you're a, you're a gift to our church. And so why don't you begin to, to call on heaven just so we can fulfill God's purpose and see so many people come to the feet of Jesus. Second way that we can be carried is by giving. We've heard a great, um, as, as um, you've heard today in our offering from Des, it was a great about a heart issue, but giving. It is a famous scripture that all you will know in Philippians chapter four, Paul says, I can do all things through him who gives me the strength. And we stop there. Because then we just think that's just down to God. But here's a need in the church in Paul's life. And this is what he said, the verse straight after this. I can do all things through him who gives me the strength. Verse 14. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Wow. How did God meet his needs? Through the church. Through a, a church that was willing to be generous with their finances. Moreover, as you Philippines know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. You're asking God for provision Nine times out of ten, God will use the body of Christ to be your answer to your need with a people that's got a heart of generosity and will listen to God and respond in obedience when God speaks to us. I am amply now that I have received from Ephroditus the gift you sent. Listen to Paul's words. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. See, God could have stepped in. God could have said, made 20 pound notes like he did when he sent the, uh, the, the, the manna from heaven every day. And you could have woke up in the morning, your bed bedroom full with 20 and 50 pound notes. God can do that. But he decided to speak to one of his children and say to them, are you willing to give to that person and help them through this next season? And everything that happened ends up giving praise to Jesus. But it's about a church that's willing to take a corner of responsibility. And thirdly, serving. Paul says in Romans 1 I long to see you so that that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. See, no one's a superhero, no one's got all the gifts. The Apostle Paul says, I can't wait to see you because God's gifted me with something. When I see you, I'm going to impart it to you so it can make you strong. But not only that, you have something from God that when you will give it to me, you're going to make me strong. There was a reliance on each of us grace gifts that we could strengthen one another in love. Paul says, I long to see you. One Corinthians says, so it is with you since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit. We're a church that believes in the gifts of the Spirit, but what are they for? They're not trophies of spirituality. They're not disguised as prophecies so you can just tell people about your agenda. Listen to what the gifts of the Spirit are for. Try to excel in those that build up the church. If we were a people with a heart to say, Lord, just gift me so I can build up the church, not build up my ego, then the Holy Spirit would open the heavens And we begin to see God move in signs, wonders and miracles because we don't want any of the glory. Romans says you've all been gifted by the grace of God. You need to use it to help carry each other in our walk with the Lord. You know something? It's not just about helping the lost find Jesus. It's also helping those that are saved find Jesus. What do you mean by that? We're not mediators Jesus. But I know we come to church sometimes and we feel down in our faith. We come down thinking, has God left me? We sometimes think, how oh, am I going to get through this situation? Am I really saved? You know, I messed up this week. And we come to church and we, and we carry stuff. And so what happens is that God uses people to help you get to Jesus today. So our worship team, as they prepared today, they've been here at 8 o'clock and they've been carrying stuff on the stage so they can get it ready, so they can minister their gifts of worship and song So they can help you get to Jesus. They can reveal his majesty, his greatness. And allow the Holy Spirit to come and fill your heart with hope. But you know something, it started before that. It started on Wednesday night when they came after a hard day's work at 7.30 to our building at Gladstone Road. And they would practice for two hours all what they've done today to help carry you to Jesus. See, it takes more than just turning up and thinking, oh, wow, wasn't that good. You have to understand it takes people who are willing to take a corner so we can help carry people to Jesus. All those people that you've dropped your kids off today have spent all week preparing programs and coming early this morning and carrying stuff to the kids' room so when your children come, they can help your children to the feet of Jesus. But it takes time. It takes effort, it takes sacrifice, it takes commitment, it takes heart. When you walk for the dawn, there's a smile on somebody's face and the welcome team have come early and set up all the banners And they've gone through their team meetings and they've prayed for you as you walk through the door. All the media team with the cameras and you online and everything else. When everybody, just on a Sunday morning, all the carriers today is helping whoever it is come through these doors. With all your burdens and all your issues and those online. And somehow together we're going to help you get to Jesus. But before all that, let me tell you something. You came to this building today but somebody's got to pay for the hire of the building. You, couldn't, you only walked in here free because somebody paid for you. And without our people and our churches giving faithfully our finances, we would never have been able to get in today. But do you know why? Because they were willing to carry their financial responsibility. Listen to this. And not only did it start with an offering today in the bucket, it started, they worked all week, all the hours that God sends to earn some money. But they made a decision in their heart that we're going to put God first And give what belongs to him. And because of their giving, it's allowed a space to happen where you can come and we can help you to the feet of Jesus. When you think about this, when you think about this man that was crippled, he would never have got to Jesus if these men weren't willing to carry a corner. Pray as much as you like, he'd never have got to Jesus if they weren't willing to carry the weight of a corner. Let me tell you something. If we're going to see people come to Christ, it's not going to be easy. If we want to see people come to Jesus and know him, if we're going to make it as Christians and fulfill the will of God in our lives, it's not going to be easy. It's going to cost you. You're going to have to carry some things. And let me just say this to you. While you're carrying stuff for others, at the same time, you'll be still carrying some of your own burdens. They don't disappear. They don't go away overnight. But I tell you something, when you have a heart to carry something for the Lord, to help the body of Christ move forward, God will send some people around you to help carry you. Because he refreshes others. The promise of God is that you will be refreshed yourself. My question to you today is what you're carrying. Some of you are carrying burdens, but I want to say you don't allow that to limit you. It says, get hold of a corner in our church. If you call this your church, get hold of a corner of prayer. Get over a corner of giving. Get over a corner of serving so we can help some people come to Jesus. They took a corner of responsibility to carry him to the feet of Jesus. Let me tell you something. It took three things. It took, it took teamwork. Nobody wanted the limelight because how do you know that? Because when you read the context of the story, it says, it says some men carried him. They never even called them by their name. If you want to do anything for Jesus, if you want a name for yourself, you won't do much for God. These guys didn't sulk all night because they never mentioned their name. They were just honoured and privileged they could carry somebody to Jesus. And it's going to take teamwork to make the dream work. It's never going to happen with just a few people. It took a step of faith they had to get onto a roof and break for the roof and hopefully they landed in the right place and Jesus would see them and respond to their faith. And thirdly, it took sacrifice, hard work and perseverance. Let me tell you something, church, just Sunday church, just doesn't happen, folks. Just doesn't happen. It takes hard work. It takes people with heart for Jesus to take a corner. And as I come to land and finish this message, there were one thing that they had to do if they were going to take this man to Jesus. They had to get past the crowd. So they couldn't get him to Jesus because of the crowd. And I want to tell you something. The only thing that stops you from doing the will of God is a crowd. And it's got all kinds of names. But there were three crowds that I want to mention That they had to get over. They had to get over the crowd of religion. Interesting to know. Religious people talk a lot, but they don't do a lot. I've noticed that after thirty years of ministry. Religious people talk a lot, but don't do a lot. They tell you how the church should be run, but they don't actually serve in the church. In this, in this story, if you read this, and you know it's amazing. It says Jesus was teaching, so he was serving. And what was the Pharisees doing? Sitting. And complaining about a man being healed and forgiven of his sins, a religious spirit has no room in our life if we're going to do great things for God. We haven't got time to sit and discuss all the, 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 the stuff that doesn't matter to God, because there's too many people going to a lost attorney. So what we need to do is just, you know, I, I love it when, when Pastor Lee says, "Come on, let's give God a hand. Let me tell you something that was prophetic. If we're going to see people say, we've got to give God a hand. And not just a hand of praise, but we've got to give Him our hand and say, Lord, here I am. As for me, I'm going to serve the Lord. I know I've got loads of issues in my life. I know I haven't got it all together. I'm carrying my own stuff, but I'm willing to give you what I can to help other people come to the Lord. And I believe that my breakthrough will come at the same time. They had to get through a crowd of religion. They had to get through a crowd of uncertainty. There was a part of thinking, is this going to work out? We were going to take a step of faith to leave Gladstone Road just to come for Sunday. In my heart, I was going, is this going to work out? I remember turning around to the team that was going to actually make this work. And I said, do you think we can do this? I remember in the lounge in Gladstone, I said, do you think we can do this? And every one of them says, yeah, we can do it. And the, sometimes the crowd of uncertainty and negativity can stop us from going for God. The 10 spies and two came back saying we can do it and the rest of them said we can't. And they lost out on a generation of the goodness of God. I want to say if you want to do something for God, don't. what crowd are you hanging around with? Because if they're always in your ear telling you don't do this, don't do that, you'll never make anything. You've got to somehow get over that crowd if you're going to do anything for Jesus. And then finally... And some of you say, Amen. Come on. There's a crowd of decision. Are we going to be a part of the problem? or Are we going to be a part of the solution? They couldn't see Jesus because of the crowd. It was a problem. Which crowd in your life is limiting your life to help carry people to Jesus? You see, Jesus had the same crowds to get over. He had the religious crowd. In fact, they killed him. He had the doubted crowd that didn't believe in him. And listen, he had the decision crowd where he was in the garden and says, Not my will, but your will be done. Let me tell you something. He had to make a decision to carry the cross. If Jesus wasn't willing to carry the cross and carry our sins, we wouldn't be here today. But Jesus was a carrier in spite of everybody against him, he made the decision about his life. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And he took a step of faith and they nailed him to a cross for our sins. His decision came from a surrender to his father for his will to be done. Can I just end with this? It's a little challenge for you. The only way to overcome any crowd in our life is that we make sure that Jesus is in the center of the crowd. Listen to this they went upon the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. If we're going to ever do the will of God, if we're going to see people come to Christ, Jesus has to be center of our lives. He was the center of the crowd Right in front of Jesus. Many of you know this song. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be. It'll always be you, Jesus. Listen to this. Nothing else matters. Nothing in this world will do. Jesus, you are the center. And everything revolves around you. See, right there, it's going to cost us to carry. It's going to make sure that we put him in his rightful place. And everything else will come after. Now listen, as we come to close. Because these four men was willing to carry their corner and take this man to Jesus. This man could get up that day and leave carrying a testimony of the goodness of God. What you are doing in our church when you come early and you don't want to come, what you're doing at home when you're giving and praying, you don't realize that somebody is going to leave carrying a testimony of the goodness of God. We don't know the impact that we're making when we feel miserable and we're carrying stuff and we're doing something we're really tired and we wanna give up. We don't realize that somebody one day is gonna get up and say what God has done in their life. It's all because that you were willing to take a corner. It's a part of our reward on this side of eternity when people say, do you know what? I didn't know the law but I came to this church and then one day something happened and Jesus had changed my life. It wasn't just about the preacher but it was everybody in that church that welcomed them and loved them and carried something and helped them to the feet of Jesus. This man left healed but he also left forgiven of his sins. I want to give two appeals this morning and I'm done. The first is that I want to invite you to receive forgiveness of your sins. Jesus said, "Look, I'm going to demonstrate something to show that I have authority on earth to forgive sins. If you're in this place and you think, I don't know whether I'm going to heaven. I don't know if God's forgiven me. I want to hear Jesus said that he's given us authority that he will forgive you of all of your sins. You don't need to live in shame. You don't need to live in regret of what you've done in your past. God will wipe your slate clean and give you a brand new start. His blood is enough to cover you and to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Isaiah 53 says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we consider him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray and each to us to our own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Wow, what a weight that Jesus carried. So you could be forgiven today. And online, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then today his promise is to you that if you'll put your trust in him today, your biggest burden in, our, in your life is not your body sickness, it's your sin. Because people can get be healed, be healed and still not be forgiven of their sins. But today God can give you assurance of eternal life. To be with Christ now and for eternity. and In order to do that, you have to have your sins forgiven. That Jesus took your wrath and your punishment on the cross. So on that day of judgment, you would not need to face that. And if you're uncertain of that today as a follower of Jesus, I want to tell you, you put your trust in him. You'll never be judged for your sins anymore. As far as from the east, it's from the west. As far as your sins are away from the Lord. Because his son took your place on the cross. And if you're online today and you don't know Jesus... And you're carrying a burden. You're thinking, I wonder if God will ever forgive me. I want to tell you, his blood and his death on the cross and his resurrection is guarantee that you can be forgiven of all your sins today. And given a brand new start. Washed, cleansed from the inside out. If you want to do that, it's simple. All you have to do is say yes to Jesus. You have to ask him and invite him into your life. He won't force his way in. You have to invite him in. He's a gentleman. And if you want him, he will hear you. you, And he will forgive you and he will cleanse you. And how you do that is simply from your heart. As Des said so well today, not only is giving from your heart, so is salvation. See, if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart, you will be saved. All over this building and online, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you're here and you said, you know what, I did that once, but I'm not sure right now. I want to tell you today, you can leave with your sins forgiven because of Jesus. I want you to pray in your heart with me right now and online. If that's you, you say, yeah, I need forgiveness. I need to be free from guilt and shame. I need to be free from that thing that travels around with me of, of, of what I did wrong in my past and I need to be forgiven. I need to know that I'm cleansed by God. That's you, then you can pray from your heart right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are God, that you died upon a cross for my sins and you rose again from the dead. From this moment, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins and come into my life I make a decision to turn away from my sins and I ask you to cleanse me from the inside out. Remove this burden, remove this shame, remove this guilt. Come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I make a decision today to live my life your way. I invite you into the centre of my life. And I ask it in Jesus' name. And do you know if you prayed that from your heart, your life will never be the same again. Your life will never be the same again. And secondly, the second appeal as we close. I'm asking you, To consider carrying a corner. Pray, give, serve. One of the ways you can do that is online. We have a code. The simple thing you can do right now is get your phone out, put it on that code and it will take you right to a serve area of our church where you can say, I want to take a corner and serve in youth or kids or worship or welcome or I want to give financially. You can carry a corner and help us take people to the feet of Jesus. Let me pray for you. Stand with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, we know that people have come in this place and they know you. They have been forgiven of their sins, but they are carrying stuff in their lives. Lord, I ask you, Father God, that that will not be a hindrance for them to be carriers. They're not going to allow that to rob them of being useful for you. And so I ask you right now to give them strength. Pray for those that their faith is low today. I ask you, Lord, by the time they leave, they will not know what's happened in their heart because faith has come into their hearts today. Holy Spirit, We do pray for the instant. We do pray for the healing because the power of the Lord was there to heal. And the same God is here today, yesterday and forever. And so Lord, we take opportunity right now to pray for your healing power. Lord, to move all over this auditorium, all over the cameras of those watching. We ask you Lord to heal people. We ask you Lord to deliver people. We ask Lord to set people free. We pray for wisdom and breakthrough, Lord. And so we ask you right now, Holy Spirit, To move in your people's life and help us as a church to carry, to help people get to you in Jesus' name. Come on, let's sing our last song together. God bless you.